0: It's time now for St. Mary Healthline. Your health is your most precious asset, and every Wednesday at 9 a.m., you can tune in for advice on how to better manage your health about important medical issues from the doctors and professionals across all service lines from St. Mary Medical Center. So without any further ado, it's time now for the St. Mary Healthline. Another edition here on
1: WBCB. A lot of great information with the doctors and the people that work there. And one of them that does, Dr. Mike Bickle, the St. Mary Comprehensive Urologist uh, Specialist. Doctor, good to, good to hear from you. Thanks a lot for checking in with us.
2: Absolutely. Great to be on.
1: All right, you know, I, we were talking ahead of time, and you love your doctors and all the other stuff. But when it's a urologist, oh man, I'm telling you, that's the it's the last place you want to be. I'm sorry to break the bad news to you. Not that we don't love you or anything, but you know, there's prostate issues, and and uh, then you're taking. Uh, uh, your analysis and all the other stuff. I'm sure that's uh, part of the drill. As uh, that been, is, yeah.
2: you know what? For for me, it's it's all good. People yeah. come to see me mainly for for erection issues. Yep. So yep. after you get over the hump of other yep. asking about it, yep. uh, there's a lot that we can do, and and patients leave happy.
1: Yeah, that's right. And that's uh, there's so much going on out there that and people are uh, talking about it more than they used to. How about yourself? Uh, your experience at St. Mary and where you came from, and how long you've been with them.
2: I've been with St. Mary's for uh, 3 years now nice. and um I uh I grew up and trained in the Philadelphia area. I did a fellowship down in Florida specific for men's health issues. So erectile dysfunction, male factor infertility, um, male incontinence, and uh, you know, post-prostate survivorship kind of issues. So some of the things that we see in patients that have been treated for prostate cancer, unfortunately, uh, ED and uh, incontinence are often the, one of the two things that we see. And uh, I help to treat both of those conditions as well as, again, male factor infertility. Yeah, so no, no question.
1: Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, one of the things too, doctor, you probably when you get home from uh, work, you probably turn on the TV, and there's there's uh, an ED med in here. Don't talk to your doctor. Just we get somebody on the line here, and we'll send it out, send some stuff yeah. out to you. And I said, yeah. and I thinking myself, what are you? Uh, if you have say maybe a heart issue, raises blood pressure. That just that just seems so dumb. Yeah, it's really kind of
2: interesting yeah, yeah really interesting way of um, of obtaining medications there's not a lot of other conditions I can think of that are really marketed uh, in that fashion yeah. and it's Weird. it's interesting the medication is uh, what they 're prescribing of course is the same medication that anybody would prescribe yeah. um, it's no cheaper uh, i don't i don 't quite understand the how they're able to to do this, or what the what their angle is, I think it's only that you don't have to physically go in to see somebody, and if if that is a barrier, if um, you know the anxiety yeah. about. Talking about erectile dysfunction to your doctor is a barrier. Then this is one way to help overcome it. But certainly, from a financial standpoint, they're charging a lot of money for that visit, um, and they're 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 sending the medication to you. So they do increase the price there. So it's not a uh-huh. it, it's not a cheaper option. I guess it just happens to be one that the patient has anxiety about. It's one way to do it. But like you said, I mean nobody's checking medications to see about interactions. Oh, um yeah. and I it's mean- it's really kind of a strange yeah strange way the medications are not completely uh innocuous i mean there are some side effects there that we worry about right, um, particularly yeah. for you know heart patients and so forth so it is a it's an interesting way and um yeah, that's yeah a, i'm kind of surprised to see it myself honestly
1: yeah it's like doing your own dental work really it's, yeah. uh, it's <laughs> what, what's the yeah. success yeah the success rate i would i'd love to see the success rates of some of this stuff but uh, be that as it may we just go right to the source and that's you and you're talking about erectile dysfunction and uh it can happen uh, anytime, any time, to old people and young, or whatever. And uh, there's a, there's a many different forms it can take. What, uh, how would you define it? Uh, as we get the mm-hmm. conversation started.
3: Yeah,
2: you know, it, it, like you said, I it think it's it's interesting, and it's a good point that you made here that it does affect um, affects a whole spectrum of of folks, um, young and old. It is more common as we get older, but uh, we do know the incidence of erectile dysfunction really begins somewhere, um, you know, for for a lot of men in their forties, um, and and then progressively the incidence goes up as we get older. Uh, certainly, there are patients that are a lot younger that have erectile dysfunction. I see patients that. that that really are unable to ever get adequate erections, even as they are you know, post-puberty mm-hmm. and, and going through adolescence. Um, that's quite rare, but it does happen. Um, but we do know that uh, certainly as we get older, the incidence does increase. And I think one thing that's sort of, sort of surprising when you start to look at the data and, and, and the patients that I see is that uh, younger and younger uh, patients are affected, and it's not uncommon to have a gentleman in their 40s, that says you know what my erections are just simply not what they used to be not that i can't perform but i'll tell you it just takes a lot longer for me to get erect a lot more difficult a lot more anxiety and a lot more stress on 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 them and their partner because of that and it really they'll say kind of time and time again you know honestly it takes the fun out of the issue (laughs) and uh... yeah and it's yeah. And it's it, that's if patients are feeling that way, honestly they they are not alone. this is a common theme that we see time and again and, and we do see it on what you tip, you know the, the younger population that you just typically wouldn't associate with ED and men in their you know late 30s, early 40s, things like that, yeah. that that's what we're seeing more and more There's, and um, yeah the way we define it honestly is, is just that a really difficulty with getting uh, an erection or maintaining an erection sufficient for intercourse Course. and of course there's a spectrum there there's guys that say yeah like I, I just can't perform like I used to and there's some guys that say, I, I can't do anything. I can't get any erection whatsoever. And, yeah. and really, they're both defined as erectile dysfunction. Just the severity is different. Mm-hmm. If you have complete ED without any erections whatsoever, you know, that, that would be termed complete ED, you know. And if you're having some difficulty in getting an erection or maintaining an erection, that still falls under the umbrella of erectile dysfunction. And those patients would certainly be um, be helped with uh, medication uh, yeah. or, or you know, talking to a provider about that.
1: Yeah. And in your business too, there's so many different avenues that could be uh, uh, circulation issues. Uh, heart. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I'm, an a- I'm an a fib, and they're they're always every time they check in, always here's a supplement that you that will increase that circulation, and that's always seemed to be paramount. I would think that would be a. A big factor, don't you think so, Doctor? Blood flow. I mean,
2: obviously, percent. Right? yeah, hundred percent, yeah, absolutely. In fact, that that is the critical issue: is blood flow to to the the penis, and then keeping that blood there. Those are the two things that you need to have to have an erection. And certainly, the biggest factor of those two, time and time again, is as you mentioned, blood flow, and it can be affected for a number of reasons, for simply being a, a patient that has cardiac disease. That's uh, you know, atherosclerosis. That's a, a disease that affects all of the arteries, not just the arteries to the heart, but the arteries to the eyes, to the to the penis, to, to really all the critical organs. Um, and then, met, you know, patients that are on medications. So patients that are that take medications for blood pressure or take medications for other cardiac conditions, um, and not only cardiac conditions. There's a lot of other medications that, for other reasons, um, that that affect uh, ED. One of the most common is antidepressants. They they absolutely affect uh, sexual performance. And um, you know we see this oftentimes with patients that are on uh, just a host of different medications. But at the end of the day, you're right; it really does always you know come down to a blood flow issue.
1: Antihistamines too can uh, can be a problem yeah, as well. I mean, there's so, a
2: there's a whole whole host well, of them. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I'm sure you probably go through a checklist of of meds and uh, prescriptions, and hey, there's got to be something there to to uh, glom onto to find. To find out, there's so much more now research and development about this, and going into doctors and 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 trying different things and many different uh, ways to go about it. Years ago, they said they could be well if you have a problem, maybe it's a surgical thing, but they're afraid of nicking a nerve or something. Now it's uh, now the th- things can be done a lot easier, <coughs> or yeah, it yeah, requires we, yeah. that.
2: We have a lot of different options at our disposal, and certainly looking at the medication list and trying to get uh, certain medications off or, or decrease right. is a nice starting point. Sometimes that's not a possibility. If the patient, uh, you know, needs a, a certain blood pressure medication to keep their heart in, in decent shape. Well, then of course that's going to be more important than erectile issues. But that doesn't mean that they're 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 mutually exclusive. You know, certainly you can treat the ED while being on those blood pressure medications, and you can uh, you know we always start. With 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 medications. We start with uh, Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, Stendrostax, and those are the ones that are commercially available in the United States. And we always start with those. Um, They work about 75% of the time. not all at the same
1: time, I hope, right?
2: So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you certainly don't want to be on more than one of those at once uh, uh, because it will drop your blood pressure. uh, Oh, yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah. yeah. That's what, uh, that's what, uh, that's what it reminds me of. You know, uh, with blood pressure issues, and you're going to send away to some uh, thing that's going to just send you back something. You're just you're just playing with dynamite. But
2: uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. it really yeah. is a yeah. strange way of practice. Like I said, not not many other medical conditions are treated yeah. that way. And I think the, the at the heart of it really is a uh, reluctance to to speak with a provider about that. And you know, it doesn't have to be a urologist. It can be the primary care doc if you're comfortable with that. And mm. uh, oftentimes, the primary care doctor they have a lot of things on their plate, and say okay, you know, I understand you have erectile dysfunction. Here go go see somebody about that. Let me set you up with a urologist that does Specifically, this and that. We'll spend uh, you know an hour talking about yeah. it. Yeah, you mentioned the yeah.
1: anti- you mentioned know, the you mentioned the antidepressants, antidepressants, like something like Paxil or something could be mm-hmm. jamming up the radar. I guess you could call it, if, for lack yeah, of a yeah, better word.
2: They're, they're known. Mm-hmm. Any of the uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which you know Paxil's right. loft, uh, they they all have uh, as a side effect uh, sexual dysfunction. That's a very well known, well documented side effect.
3: So, all right.
1: Well, we're talking with Dr. Mike Bickle and. We're coming right back, a lot to talk about when we return on the St. Mary Healthline.
3: Pain is the enemy. Motion is victory. So, the St. Mary Orthopedic Team replaces knees and hips. We mend spines. We mend people with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. So, you can go home faster and happier. That's our mission call 8447 St Mary or visit stmaryhealthcare.org/ortho
0: Next time you head down the shore make Keenan's Irish Pub your favorite spot Located in the heart of North Wildwood Keenan's Irish Pub is 25 25- thousand square feet of wall-to-wall fun. There's live entertainment seven days a week and an extensive menu that even features sushi. So grab a nice cold drink, listen to some live music, and enjoy a fantastic time at Keenan's Irish Pub. Keenan's is located at 113 Old New Jersey Avenue in North Wildwood, where all the neighborhoods still meet. We now return to St. Mary Healthline. On board with Dr. Mike Bickle of St. Mary Comprehensive
1: Urologic Specialists. It's hard to say, but uh, it it is enough. More than enough, we're talking about, uh, you're talking about erectile dysfunction. And the diagnosis, doctor, uh, uh, finally, somebody gets uh, your face-to-face and you get questions and everything else. And the diagnosis—where does it start with the the meds and maybe a prostate issue or combination thereof, or how how does the process work to sort of uh, get to the you know to get, get to the diagnosed process? with the yep, ED? Yep, yep.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's actually a pretty straightforward process. Well, well, it's it's a you know really an interview with the patient, and we get an idea for where they stand on that spectrum of erectile dysfunction in terms of difficulty with erections. Is it simply, you know, I can't maintain an erection for very long, I'm able to get one, but I can't maintain it? Or is it, uh, you know, I, I, I can't get any erection? Or is it, no, I get an erection, but I just, you know, for whatever reason, it's not as strong as it once was. And, and we kind of go through, through just the subjective component um, and talk to patients, kind of figure out where they stand. And then we'll look through and say, okay, you know, when did this start? How long have you had it for? What have you tried? What medications are you on? currently um, and then kind of go from there. Oftentimes um, we will check a testosterone level on patients to make sure that they're not uh, hypogonadal, meaning their testosterone isn't low. Um, About one third of men will have a low testosterone in addition to erectile dysfunction, but that's to say that the majority of patients with erectile dysfunction have normal testosterone. So, and then we go through and we, we generally start with medications if they haven't tried any already. So we'll start with a Viagra or Cialis, something like that. Now, Viagra and Cialis are both generic medications. They've come off patent, so they're they're not expensive. They really shouldn't be. Yep. She should not be very expensive anymore. And uh, so it's it's an easy enough process to kind of get that ball rolling, get them started, and then we progress down the line. They're they're really you know, treating erectile dysfunction is. Um, there, there is a very well-defined algorithm. You sort of start here. If this fails, then you go to this next option that we have. And I always, you know, and jokingly with my patients say, listen, you could take a guy that hasn't had erections in 50 years, and you can get erections back. It's absolutely 100% treatable. You just have to be, you know, willing to, to undergo treatment. But it, but it really is uh, 100% treatable. Is there a timeline
1: on that, Doctor? I mean, everybody's expecting miracles right, uh, right out of the gate, and it probably is. A, is it a process? Can it be? Should it be? Or, or just it just is? I mean, over time. I mean, are, are you playing you know- for time on this, or or what?
2: You, it depends on the patient. So if mm-hmm. a patient's patient, then you, you kind of, you go through the more conservative options. Right. You you always start with medications and you have to give it a little bit of time. I mean, I, I give it at least a month of medications mm-hmm. to say here here's a month worth. You know, you can, again, they're, because they're generic now, they're fairly inexpensive. So you can get 30 pills of Viagra for, for around $35. And so you say, okay, that's 30 pills. That's more than you're going to use in a month. But okay, let's start there and then we're going to see. You know, when I see the patient, back in the interim I've usually checked a testosterone and we'll kind of see where they stand see what kind of success they've had now if they haven't if they're unsuccessful despite an adequate attempt at them with the medication for an adequate time then you kind of say okay well what else do we have you know you mm. can try a different medication we do know that if you've tried to and failed to you're unlikely to respond to any other medication mm. so you can kind of quickly eliminate uh, medical you know options and that that is sometimes it 's it's, it's good for a patient to know where they stand and to be able to do that quickly in other mm-hmm. words they're they 're not going to be saying well oh, jeez i'm you know what other options from a medication standpoint are there where do I stand here? you know Was I ever really given the the right medication and You can quickly determine that you know and 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 you know confidently move on to the next step if a patient desires and uh, the options really are are medical and and surgical so there is a surgical treatment for erectile dysfunction and I, I use the analogy of a of a breast implant because a breast implant carries around the same risk of of um the way that we treat um erectile dysfunction which is you know surgically which is a penile implant it's a very very strange wow. concept until you actually kind of start stop and and step back and kind of think it through a little bit but a breast implant has a, a a risk of infection of about 1% to 3%, and, and that's the same exact risk as with a penile implant. Incidentally, it's the same risk with really any foreign device implanted into the body, whether it's a knee, a hip, any, any sort of joint replacement. They always carry a risk of infection, and uh, a penile implant is on par with that. It's 1% to 3%. Um, you know, there's about 20 million breast implants done a year. Uh, for a penile implant, there's about 10,000 done a year. So from a male standpoint, despite having around 25 to 30 million, you know, just Americans uh, with, with erectile dysfunction, the vast, vast majority are undertreated or simply not treated because we know that, you know, the, the men that don't respond to medications, um, mm-hmm. if they don't pursue that further surgically they're unlikely to ever have erections again but you can take a patient that hasn't had an erection in 50 years you can do an implant, and six weeks later, they're having intercourse. You know, and it does like not a, affect yeah. uh, orgasm. It does not affect ejaculation. All of that, of course, is maintained. Sensation is maintained. Um, so it, it is. Uh, it's different from a breast implant in that regard. You know, a breast implant would simply be esthetically uh, done for aesthetic reasons, where a penile implant really is functional. It enables patients to. Have intercourse to you know have a family that whole that whole yeah, right. portion of it uh, is treated and it's it's uh, you know it's, it's a almost, nice option.
1: It's almost like a Boris Karloff. It's alive. It's alive. I right. can yeah. do that as well. right. I wonder. if, too, uh, You talk about medications. I remember uh, going through uh, uh, AFib a- a- and all the other stuff, and they always were, were pushing a lot of the. Uh, omegas and things like that for the autoimmune system. Is there a a component there, doctor, that could help out as as well? I mean, you're you're building up your immune system. That has to be Part of uh, part of the equation, don't you think? Is there
2: is there a place you for know, that? Yeah, really, it doesn't play much of a role for erectile dysfunction. Yeah, really, erectile okay. dysfunction comes down to the blood flow issue. And if you can't get adequate blood flow there, it doesn't matter what's happening from, you know, with, with the gotcha. immune system, honestly. It gotcha. really comes down to just getting adequate blood flow.
1: Right, and you're talking about the implant thing. Before we go to break here now, uh, I don't know how many – I've, I've had a hip replacement in the last two years. And uh, with arthritis, and it, it puts me back in the game functionally, where you can sleep, you can eat better, you can walk around better. It, it has that kind of that domino effect, and I think there. I think with the uh, implant what you're talking about that uh, it, it can overall mental well-being you just feel like you're back in the game again there's a Yeah you're absolutely lift. right I mean
2: that's a it's a really yeah it's an insightful point um that's 100% correct you mm-hmm. know a lot of patients it it it'll say honestly it just makes them feel whole again that that right. they define you know for men for for better or worse oftentimes we define ourselves through our masculinity and through our ability to to do certain things and and intercourse is one of those things that um, you know that 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 helps define who we are honestly and uh, having that intimacy back in their relationship with their with their spouse is uh, is, is a critical importance for for their Relationship and uh, for for their well being and um, yeah. that's a, a, a nice uh, a role that that the implant really can can play and, and we see that particularly in our, our post uh, prostate cancer treatment patients that you know they've been through a tremendous amount getting treated for prostate cancer and uh, we get their cancer under control and this right. is sort of the next step for them to feel you know to to, to get that portion of their life back, and uh, and we see this oftentimes in, in diabetic patients as well. Patients that have either been on insulin for a while or, or maybe not, but uh, they they don't are unable to perform, unable to, to have uh, intimate relationship with their spouse, and um, of course this will enable them to do exactly that. And then it has all the downstream effects. Really, it's more than just being able to to have intercourse, but to, to get that uh, that part of the relationship back is, uh, is is you know obviously has a lot of you know, other oh, beneficial
1: effects yes. you mentioned streaming again so it's your uh, live streaming in your business has a different connotation than in mine <laughs> that's for sure right. hey we're going to come right back dr michael bickle is with us saint mary Healthline continues on wbcb
3: dear neighbors our hearts live to fix yours the St. Mary Cardiovascular Team stands ready to save your life in ways that are safer, faster, less invasive, and sometimes extraordinary. You see, that's our mission to treat you with brilliant technology and simple human kindness. Call 8447 St. Mary or visit stmaryhealthcare.org. heart energy costs are skyrocketing. Now's the time to upgrade your old heater and air conditioning systems to more efficient units to save on your utility bills. Harris Comfort can also handle all your propane needs, as well as providing sales and service on whole house generators. Harris Comfort is still family owned and has been serving our area for over 60 years, providing sales, service, installation, and peace of mind. Call 215-788-4596 or go to harriscomfort.com. Harris Comfort, still family and Still local. We now return to St.
0: Mary Healthline.
1: A lot of great information, and uh, Dr. Michael Bickle is here. and You know, more about the website. Let's uh, do that, www.stmaryhealthcare.org. Front slash penal implants dash wow. implants how about that that's a that's
2: a mouthful isn't it
1: i hate i hated to say front slash and then go to implants here but uh <laughs> you, you kind of get the connection there i was uh between breaks doctor i mean you you talked about the implant procedures and we're just getting into that just a little bit is it is it is it a, a tough go for that is it pretty tricky or what kind of recovery and success rate can you talk about
2: yeah you know um you, you want to go to a urologist that does implants. You know, you don't want to go to a a urologist that doesn't have much experience with it. Uh, I do the most implants in Bucks County by far and away. um, This is the procedure that I do. And again, it'd be like going to, uh, you know, to a plastic surgeon that's Mm -hmm. Specifically, does one type of procedure? I mean, that—that's the thing. That's the person that you really want to see for this kind of issue. And uh, the success rates are, are very good. You know, we, the, the satisfaction rates is typically what we point to because once the implant is in there, it's going to work. The—the the issue is, hey, our patients satisfied, and, and patients have between a ninety to ninety-five percent satisfaction rate. You know, uh, rate of saying uh, they would want to do the surgery again, things like that. It's—it's it's in the ninety to ninety-five percent range, um, and then the recovery period. You, it's the the first two to th- to five days is when the patients seem to be in the most discomfort. I prescribe uh, a narcotic during that time. Um, rarely ever do you need more than just a, a, a one-time script for that. Um, it's much like a hernia repair. So the wow. first couple of days are yeah. kind of the worst, and then, you know, patients will take something to help them sleep at night. And then after they get over the first week, they're... They're back to work. Um, they're back to doing a- a- all normal activities, and then in six weeks, they're back to you know exercising, doing everything that they would want to do. I say, if you jump out of an airplane, then at six weeks postoperatively, you're jumping out of an airplane, and, and that's that's true. So wow. it's the first couple of days that are, are usually the most uh, tender and, and sore, but uh, you know, within one week, my patients are, are back to work, and uh, and then of course in six weeks, back to doing everything.
1: Is there a, a, a prostate um, issue too, doctor? Are they connected as well? Because you know, the ED, you know, I mean, yeah, we're always we're always getting that, and uh, you know, with the we're always looking for numbers all the time. And we're treating numbers and conditions. And this is your psa one, and that's good, and that's uh, oh, we're always treating the numbers and things like that, and the prostate and the whatever you're doing there with the rectal dysfunction, there's got to be a connection between the two, don't you think? uh, You know,
2: certainly if a patient's been treated for um, prostate issues, and then the most common, of course, is going to be prostate cancer. Mm. So if a patient's been treated for prostate cancer, the likelihood of having erectile dysfunction is, is significantly higher than the general population, no matter how they choose to get treated for their prostate cancer so if they've had their prostate removed or if they've had radiation both of those carry a risk of erectile dysfunction so that that's that's obviously a major component of it um and that's that's the typical link that we see right uh, at the same time uh,
1: let me th- uh, throw one in here doctor about uh diet i mean uh, there was uh, no alcohol and drugs and all the other stuff certainly slows everything down is there a little, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, years ago, medical schools say, uh, my doctor said, hey, we, didn't, we only had one course on nutrition. We really don't know much. But is the fact of nutrition, is that a component in, uh, in, uh, in prostate health or ED treatment and things like that? Can there be a, uh, a dietary component to go along with this?
2: Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting. It's a really interesting point, and uh, and I agree. We we, we really neglect um, nutrition during our medical training, and uh, it's it's definitely a deficiency that all physicians that that go through training really have because we just don't get a lot of education on it. And I think that there's certainly some link, some some component there, um, but we we just don't know exactly what that is. And and we do see that for different types of cancer, prostate cancer being one of those. Um, there's there's certainly some dietary Environmental link there that has really yet to be completely unearthed. But um, fifty years from now, we'll look back and say, "My God, I can't believe they ate that stuff. What were they <laughs> yeah. thinking?" And you know, yeah. who knows that's probably where where it's going to be headed. But um, you know, this is what. The, the lifestyle that we have right now and um and unfortunately we we do see some of the an increase in some of these disease states, and certainly environmental and and uh, dietary factors do play a role sure. i don't have a good idea as to what that role is but but certainly there's something there
1: right I guess antioxidants and all the other stuff that goes in there that that go, goes along with it certainly couldn't hurt that's for sure
2: yeah as, absolutely
1: uh, uh, in, as we uh, get down to the, the home stretch here, what would you like people to know about the the implants that uh you work with, and how does the uh, yeah, just be know, afraid to get all get all the uh, much information to you as possible in in consultations? Probably you'll find out more there than than any place else, right?
2: Sure, you know yeah. a, a common question patients ask, of course, with a, an implant is um, is it covered by insurance? You know, and, and it is uh, for for the most most part, it is covered by insurance. Um, it's covered by Medicare and it's covered by almost every commercial insurance. So that's a difference between, you know, a breast implant and a penile implant is one that we're covered. Um, you know, patients will ask the sensation, what does it feel like? And there's a lot of different ways that we kind of work through that. I have patients that I've done implants on that will speak with other patients. You know, they do it through the phone anonymously, but they'll call a number and they'll speak with a patient that I've operated on to give an idea because as much as I can tell, hey it's you know you're, it's not going to affect your, your sensation or your ability to orgasm and so forth. you know that's there's a someone that's had that procedure done and they can really talk to the patient about it in private and uh, And so we do that um, you know, and, and I, I try to encourage patients that if, if they're not getting where they want to be through medications, to think that there 's no other option is wrong and and really to change the way that we think about it and I look at uh, what women have done just with you know breast cancer awareness and breast cancer screening men are way behind them you know in terms mm-hmm. of prostate cancer awareness prostate cancer screenings and, and I think treatment uh, follows in suit you know women are much more they they're, they're they speak about it easier. They're, they're more likely to seek treatment for certain conditions, and I think erectile dysfunction is really one of those. Uh, you know, just as evidenced by the the fact that they have a way you can call or go online and receive medication in the mail for it. Patients have reluctance to talk about it, and that's a shame. You know, there's no there's no reason this day and age to, to feel reluctant. And, and if you do, I really encourage you to come come see me, come see someone that does specifically this type of thing, and will you know it's a it's a much more comfortable environment. Because, of course, this is what we do. This is what we're here to treat. Right. And hopefully that encourages patients to come and, and, and seek treatment.
1: I guess your 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 battle cry would be man up, right? Something like that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great one.
2: Yeah, That's a great one. I love yeah. it. Absolutely. And I think the yeah. more
1: information you get and you realize that maybe the patients you have, they feel like they're the only ones that have this problem and nobody else does but them. And I think maybe you have to knock that barrier down a few, more than a few times. And there's a lot of people in the same boat that... You would be in. I think that uh, that would also ease a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you were absolutely. talking about how many how many implants you do per per year. It's that's that's uh, that's, that's quite a few, more than a few. So there's uh, a lot of well, yeah,
2: that's, that, yeah. that's not me personally. That, yeah. does, that, that does that number, but just in yeah. general, that's how in many general, we sure. do. But again, I, I do do uh, you know the most in, in our area by far and away. And uh, you know, we have a great team at St. Mary's. That specific team in the operating room that I do all the procedures with, and uh, a nice flow to the case. And so it's just uh, you know. Do that, and we take it seriously, and and for good reason.
1: And results to to match as well, and a a reason to look forward to it. Do you you lecture at all, Doctor, around the country, or or not? You know,
2: I do. I I, I give uh, lectures on this subject. Um, You know, I I do local um, discussions about this as well. So it's the kind of thing that um, we do men's health awareness. uh, discussions and lectures. I have one coming up on June 19th. It'll be here at St. Mary's at 6.30, cool. and we can, uh, can give information. Maybe we can link it through the website for you guys, but it's also on our website. Sure. But, you know, about once a month we try to do some sort of community awareness program um, that, revol- you know, revolves around either prostate Cancer screenings, um, you know, or men's health issues like, you know, BPH, urinary difficulties, and erectile dysfunction. Right. And The one I have coming up on June 19th is exactly that. Just discussing about, uh, you know, erectile dysfunction. Sure. Um, and it's free to the public. It's uh, it's it'd be held June 19th at 6:30 here at the hospital. And again, we can provide some information about where in one of the conference rooms we can provide information right. for that.
1: I tell you what, they're always impressed by the the total team. Effort that uh, St. Mary's has, and you're probably no different in your absolutely. department from your staff and navigators and those who are trying to get all the information together and put uh, put the best foot forward. and That's always, you know, your team and everything else and support staffs and things yeah, like that. it's really such, such a great job uh, at St. Mary's and
2: to serve the community. And absolutely, and also, yeah, sure. Yeah, and,
1: and that's that's part of the ingredients. And uh, we uh, thank you for uh, taking the time. A lot of good explanation, a lot of good information, and maybe. Will uh, call to action for a lot of the uh, a lot of people out there to to go ahead and go forth. Maybe they were a little reluctant, but maybe not so much now. And that's uh, that would be a good thing. So hopefully That'd we'll have you, We'll have you on in the future. Anything going on with the research and development and treatments and meds and everything else? We'll we'll be right there with you.
2: Perfect. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here today, and I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Doctor. I appreciate the time and all the knowledge that you put forth this morning. I tell you what. Thank you so much. Appreciate Thank you. it. All Thank right. All right. right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Dr. Michael Bickle, uh, St. Mary Comprehensive Urology uh, Urologic Specialist at St. Mary's. A lot of great information. And you check in every Wednesday at 9 o'clock, the St. Mary Healthline here on WBCB.